The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. Proudly made in the USA, customizable SeaDeck no-skid traction is non-absorbent, closed-cell EVA specifically formulated for the marine industry. For a free sample and more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. And now, it's showtime. Recognized as the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. It's the Golden Mike Podcast. With the noise of the North himself, Dano the Mano. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Golden Mike Podcast, everybody. I'm Dan Alamano, a.k.a. the Noise of the North himself, today recording in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, and now it's time for some audio sunshine. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida. Performance Ski and Surf has you covered this season with everything you need to get on the water. From wakeboards, wake skates, wake surfers, stand-up paddle boards, and all the accessories, the staff has all the knowledge, and why wouldn't they? Performance Ski and Surf has been a mainstay in the towed water sports industry since 1989. Stop in next time you're in Orlando or just check out their website, perfski.com, for a look at all the latest and greatest from all the industry's top brands and manufacturers. Thanks again to Bill Porter and his entire crew over at Performance Ski and Surf for their continued support of the podcast since we started all the way back in April of 2014. Well, today I welcome one of the top young up-and-comers in the wakeboard industry right now, Gunther Oka, is my guest, and I'm stoked to have him on the podcast. I've had the opportunity to announce Gunther's riding now for a few years, but no secret, 2016 was a breakout season for this super stylish and contest-crushing Ohio native. We do talk about it in the interview, but uh, off the top of my head, here's a few of Gunther's shining moments from the last year and a half. Okay, 2015 Wake Awards Checkout Award winner, Alliance Wake Magazine Rookie of the Year, Fees Champion, Junior Pro WWA World Boat Champion, current traditional cable WWA US Champion. He won the Features Division at Malibu's Punta Cana Pro, which was stop two of the WWA's Wake Park World Series, and he won both Features and Traditional at Wake Park Worlds over at CWC in the Philippines 2016, as well as the 2016 WWA Wake Park World Series overall in both traditional and features. Gunther is a beast right now, and you know what? Dude still has a level head. He's cool, he's laid back, and he's humble. I think Gunther Oka is a real positive thing for the water sports community right now, and you know, I was pumped to have a chance to sit down and talk about his journey. So that's my guest now, and a quick update on the life of Mano. All right, guys, well, I spent a week in Cali in January visiting some family and putting together some logistics for a West Coast and Pacific Northwest road trip I'm going to be taking later on this month to record with some names who I might not easily get on the East Coast. I'll give you guys full details probably on that next episode. Uh, I was back in Orlando for the Winter Surf Expo to close out January, and 
you know, now I'm here in Las Vegas for a couple of days. I'm going to stop over in Henderson and visit my friends over at Boulder Boats so we can kind of discuss 2017 and Boulder Boats and, and a lot of big things happening with them. And I don't know if I can talk all about them on the show right now, but I promise you I've got a lot of uh, huge announcements with Boulder Boats I'm going to be making real soon. Uh, they're also going to be hosting another Malibu Rider Experience event this spring. It's going to be back on Lake Las Vegas, so I'm excited for that. But uh, we've got some some even more exciting stuff in the pot, so you people stay tuned. All right, folks, I do want to remind you the Golden Mike Podcast is brought to you for free twice monthly on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Find us online at noiseofthenorth.com and now available on SoundCloud. The Golden Mike Podcast is on iTunes. Every episode of the Golden Mike Podcast is on iTunes, starting with number one released back in 2014. Uh, So go back and listen to the industry's biggest names. They've all been on the show over the last three years, and I'm excited that we have already got some great guests as uh as we enter our fourth year of production here at the Golden Mike Podcast. Be sure to search the Golden Mike Podcast on iTunes or the podcast app on your iPhone. Once you do that, hit subscribe, then click the middle button right there. Rate and review the show, guys. Help us out. To keep this podcast no charge to you, the listeners, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf, Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, Rockstar Energy, C4 Belts, CWB Board Company, and LeadWake.com. Be sure to follow me on social media, on Instagram at DanoTMano, on Twitter at the DanoTMano, and at the Golden underscore Mike. Be sure to like the Golden Mike Podcast on Facebook, and then you guys can always reach me through email, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. I love to hear from you guys, so shoot me a message. Today's audio montage is brought to you by Woodrow's Sustainable Optics. I had a chance to stop at the Woodrow's booth over at Surf Expo, and they had a ton of all-new styles in the line. In fact, I think I've got a couple of new faves. Check out the all-new Lennon and Maverick styles, all in stock, and you guys can get 30% off when you use my promo code MANO30, that's M-A-N-O-30, at checkout at woodrows.com. Once again, guys, go to woodrose.com, use my promo code MANO30 at checkout, and enjoy 30% off. Now, today's montage was recorded at the 2016 USA Wakeboard Collegiate National Championships, which happened in Gulf Shores, Alabama, back in September. It was a fun event and a ton of wakeboard enthusiasts out there. I I had a lot of fun announcing this event, and I hope I can be back there in 2017. Now enjoy this montage, and then I'll be back with my guest, Gunther Oka, right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Britt Hoyland here with USA Wakeboard. We are out here at the Floribama Old River Bar and Grill this weekend. We've got over 15 teams competing for the national title out here at the 2016 USA Wakeboard Collegiate National Championships. It's going to be a big weekend. This is Andrew Bielka from Michigan State Wakeboard. I just won first place in men's V. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Tommy's Boats and Liquid Force and Rockstar. I'm so stoked. Rock on, man. My name is Colby Bernier. 
I'm from Jacksonville State University. I'm stoked to take my second title as a collegiate wakeboard champion. Good vibes all around. Yo, my name's Cole Osborne. I took first in men's weightlifting. Hey guys, I'm Jeremy Baker with Hyperlight Wakeboards and Byerly Wakeboards. We're out here at the uh, 2016 USA uh, Collegiate Wakeboard National. Glad to be a part of it. We love sponsoring events like this at the grassroots levels where everything starts with wakeboarding. We like to be a really big part of it. We have several of our uh, regional riders that are out here riding and um, trying to represent our brand and push the sport to the limits, and we're just pretty excited to, to be a part of it. Hey, I'm Kelsey Anderson. I'm a junior at Central Washington University. I won first place in women's beef. I'd like to thank Northwest Riders, our mentor, Eddie Roberts, and our president, Tyler Starks, for supporting us. Thank you. The founder of the Louisiana Collegiate Wake Tour, Nick McDonald. I think we had a great event. I mean, this thing went well. I had a ton of riders. The riding going on was great. I couldn't ask for anything better. It just it went great. What's up, guys? Dan Olson here, director of team sales for Conley and CWB. Great event out here at Collegiate Nationals. Everybody rode really well, and it was a great thing. What's up, struggles around the world? My name is Michael Hanna. I'm the team captain of the University of Florida Wakeboard team. And I'm so stoked to be a part of the back-to-back national champions for USA Wakeboard Nationals. Let's go Gators! What's up, guys? My name is Heather Bouchard. I'm here at the University of Florida. I'm a junior at school. I just placed first in Women's A. I love my Gator Wake family for supporting us and for all the other teams for being so awesome this week. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, I'm here for Shelby King. Unfortunately, she cannot be here tonight, but she is the champion of Men's D, showing what an awesome girl she is, and she's proud to be part of the University of Florida Wakeboard Club, and a big thanks to everyone out there. Hey, guys, I'm Chandler Moss from the University of Florida. I'm a junior. I just took first place in Men's C Division. Go Gators. Hey, it's Taylor Renfro here, live Gulf Shores from Gulf Shores, Alabama, South Alabama native. Uh, just been out here judging all day long. Vibes are great. Riding's been fantastic. Party has been fun. Glad to be here, man. Great year, great contest, good riding. Sean O'Brien, pro team rider, one of the judges out here at the event. It was so much fun. The contest was amazing. The guys like were super competitive and they crushed it. Um, and then finally getting out to a ride was great. We had this amazing Supra, had a killer weight, so it was really fun to get a free ride and get some video footage. Performance Ski and Surf in Orlando, Florida is your one-stop shop for all towed water sports needs. As an industry leader for more than two decades, Performance Ski and Surf's pro staff will sweep you off your feet with loads of industry knowledge and the best customer service in the biz. Right now, you can order online from perfski.com and receive 10% off your entire purchase by using my promo code GOLDENMIKE, all capital letters. Whether you're looking for current or closeout gear, Performance Ski and Surf has it all. And right now with my promo code GOLDENMIKE, you just can't beat the deals. Performance Ski and Surf is just minutes from the Orlando International Airport or online at perfski.com. That's P-E-R-F-S-K-I.com. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. Beautiful day out here, Gunther Oka, man, sitting by the lake. How you doing, man? Happy New Year. Thank you. You as well, Daniel. So, 2017 off to a good start for you? Or? Yeah, man, just, uh, well, you know you just picked me up from the airport. I did, I did. So, I just got in from uh, the Windy City. I've been spending uh, most of December and most of January and most of uh, November up north with my family and my girlfriend and just, uh, just uh, kind of getting away 
from the lifestyle a little bit, taking a break from it all. It's a Absolutely. big summer. Yeah, man. Take, breaks are always good, you know, kind of wind down the end of the year, chill out, get away from the Florida heat and a little bit of snow up there. It's it's good. Yeah, you just you just got back down as well, right? You were up north. I did, yeah. I just came back from Cincinnati. Pretty much spent all December up there uh, just skiing, snowboarding every day with the homies and, yeah, being, being with the family again. For the people maybe who don't know you or what you've done over the last, you know, 365, 400 days of, uh, you know, the last year, year and a half or so, all around, dude, you've been crushing it. You, you started off, you took, um, you took the checkout award at Wake Awards 2015. Uh, shortly after that, you won Alliance Rookie of the Year. Uh, you won fees. You got the wild card and competed at Jamboree. You went with Liquid Force and you did, uh, what, what do they call it nowadays? Free-for-alls and stuff? Yeah, free-for-alls. Yeah. Free mm-hmm. Okay, so competing, you're giving back to, to the sport by, by working with uh, fans and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and now the big stuff here. Signed on O'Neill. You was, signed that was, O'Neill. That was, a, that was a pretty big one. A pretty huge, big, huge pretty year post, with yeah. the sponsors. Yeah. Um, Contest-wise, though, still, I mean, let's see here. Features at Wake Park Nats. Yep. The uh, so Cable Nationals, you took a win in the features division and a podium in the third, traditional. Yeah, third and traditional. Uh, you won junior pro at uh, Worlds Correct. behind the boat. Yep. Uh, then we went over to Wake Park Worlds in the Philippines, where you took a win in traditional features and overall in both, bro. That is correct. Congratulations. Thank you, Dano. Yeah, it was. Absolutely a mind-boggling season for sure. I mean, coming into the year, did you have any idea that you were going to have this kind of success? Not really. I just really, like, you know, I was hoping, like, that Triple Crown was going to be back for 2016 and that I was going to be able to, you know, go to every single stop and at least podium at most of them and then, you know, have a really good overall standing. And since that wasn't around, I focused pretty much all my time back to the Wake Park World Series and did what I had in mind for 2016, you know, like that, like my goals were definitely to make podium and do well overall, but like to do it in the fashion that I did was just way unbelievable. So it was cool. Uh, basically any junior pro final, I think it, I, a majority of you guys could have made it to a semifinal or a final in pro men boat this last year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the competition in junior pro men has always been, you know, really intense and really competitive and it's a, it's a hard field for sure. So to be able to, kind of prove that I was able to hold my weight in both boat and cable. Granted, it was junior pro, but still, like, pretty huge accomplishment for me just to put put it out there. It's like, oh, I can definitely get it done on the boat, too. Moving into 2017, do you, do you foresee yourself moving into the pro level on the boat? Are you going to do another season in juniors? I'm actually going to do a little bit of half, uh, half and half. So I got my invite to the Masters this year. Juniors? or junior? Yeah, the junior pro Masters um, for wakeboard, and... You know, the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, I really want to move to pro men's and, like, kind of pursue the path in, you know, both ways professionally. But um, once I got the invite to the Masters and junior pro men, I decided that I'm going to do, like, move a Masters, wake open, and then Masters in junior pro. And then after that, bump up to pro men's for the remaining of the 2017 season. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if in 2016 there was an overall for the Nautique Wake series for juniors or not. So There was, yeah. Oh, there was. Yeah, there was, like, four or five stops, I think. Yeah, so I mean, so that that could work out for you, man. Maybe uh, yeah. start the season off, get some points up on the board in yeah, juniors, maybe sure. podium in uh, <laughs> you know overall both. Absolutely, it's it's like another well another reason too is like I've just been going to the Masters for 
15 years as a spectator with my family. It's just kind of been a tradition. And then to have the opportunity to actually ride in it is something that, like, I think my parents have been dreaming of for a while. So. Yeah, well, I know, actually, uh, you know, I, I met you and your family a long time ago, so I had the conversation with you and your folks at the Masters. Actually, hey, you, this isn't your first time on the podcast. You were on the— Oh, yeah, uh, I did the one at Masters. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, so I, know, I, I knew how special the Masters were, and, and you, you say you've been going for 15 years, and for the listeners out there who don't know you— um, uh, the way you ride and the way that you present yourself, you come off a lot older than you are. But that is, uh, <laughs> you've been going to the Masters. If you've been going since you were 15, that means you missed, what, I think, three? <laughs> I, honestly, I think I've missed less. I think I've only missed like one or two. So, yeah, I mean, I've been going for, for quite a while. It's, yeah, you're like, because you're like, what, 19? I mean, I'm 18 now, so I definitely have at least 15 or 16 Masters under my belt as a spectator. Wow. Yeah. Well, Let's uh, let's let's go back to the beginning. I want to find out your background story, uh, who you are, where you're from, and kind of how you got into it, and then talk about kind of the the move down here to Orlando. So so um, let's start out with like how uh, we'll start out with where you're from. Okay. Yeah. So born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, my parents have lived there for majority of their lives. I think. Well, I think my mom and dad were both born there. Um, with you know moving around here and there, but decided to settle down and yeah that's where i was raised so and as far as uh the the background when it comes to toad water sports were, were your was your family into it before or? yeah so my dad um i don't think his family was super big into water skiing or anything but he made the move to orlando and he was like in his late 20s and started he was a show skier at SeaWorld. so he did that for a lot of years and then um I know my mom, her family was, like, really big into the water sports or just, like, how you know, being on the lake and stuff and water skiing. So then when I came around, you know, they were together. They were still water skiing every day, like, during the summer. And then it was pretty much a no-brainer. Actually, we bought our first wakeboard at the Masters, and they plopped me on it, like, that next couple of days after. So I saw, After you won Worlds, I saw your mom uh, start uh, posting photos on Facebook from, like, your first wakeboard contest. So, like, do you, do you have any idea of, like, how long ago that was? That was, let's see, I was eight, I think. Er, yeah, I was definitely eight, so that would have been, oh, man, my math's not very good. Yeah, well. So, uh, I think that was 2006. Yeah, 2006 cool. probably would have been my first, like, wakeboard contest, just a little... INT League probably um, up on the Hamilton River in Cincinnati. So Hamilton River, wow! I actually, I actually have a little bit of history out on the Hamilton River. I'm sure I'm familiar. I think. Well, when I was growing up, uh, younger than you are now, mm-hmm. um, probably around 1995, myself and Eric Ruck, who I grew up uh, with up uh, water skiing in Wisconsin, and our families, along with many other um, uh, water skiers from our ski team back in the day, we show skied. Uh, we all, there was an event called Dam Fest. Are you familiar with this? I am. And now I think it's referred to as, like, the River Fest, but something along those lines. Yeah, yeah well, Hamilton, Hamilton, Ohio is mm-hmm. where it's held, uh, where Miami of Ohio, the college yep. is. And actually on that trip, I met uh, Zane Schwank. Uh, Dave the Dog Reinhardt, who I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with or not. But well, that might be a little bit past my uh, yeah, knowledge. He's, he's an old schooler. There's Dave the Dog. There's a guy, Gino Yockler, um, Matt May. And uh, these guys were like show skiers who were also like, uh, I, would, I would say like pioneer ski boarders. Okay, not yeah, 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 Maybe sure. a little bit of wakeboarding, but, you know, definitely based around 
skiing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and then I actually competed in like '96 or '97 in Hamilton uh, on the river. We That's had show funny. ski nationals. Yeah, they, there. they still do like the. Um, they have like Badgerland, and those guys will come up and perform up there for like the River Days or whatever. It's so crazy I've, that you even it. know the, those names from yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know. Uh, Love, respect, but I have to say that that river was probably one of the nastiest rivers. That yeah, we... it's, it's not very clean. Have they changed anything about it? I haven't been there in a while, but like my uncle would ride on there quite a bit, and I'd go with him, and it was always kind of brown, kind of murky. Well, we were we were literally we had the nationals right right by the dam, and mm-hmm. and I recall we were getting. I may have told the story on the podcast before, but we were literally getting ready to start our ski show. And um, the ski show basically starts, there's like 15 guys um, behind one boat sitting, getting ready to go, and then they come through and they barefoot through or something, and mm-hmm. our barefoot line was getting ready to, to come through, and um, and our pickup boat driver goes, hey, we got a log floating through the course, can we get a, you know, can, can you guys do- give us a delay? And they're like, no, you need to start, just go pick the log up, and our pickup boat driver went over to pick up the log, and it was a half a dog. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it just like came over the, uh, yeah, it came over the dam. But uh, you know that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> that'll happen. Okay, so so Ohio. Um, you, growing up, did you do most of your riding? Because if you got on a wakeboard in two thousand six, it couldn't have been much. Oh no, I was on a wakeboard at two thousand. Oh, okay. First contest two thousand six. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. um, I know the obviously cable is so big to you. Yes. Um. Sure. But, like, when did you get into that? Because it's not like cable, it's not like you guys had a cable in Ohio forever. No, definitely not. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I think what a lot of people don't know is that I started behind the boat at three and a half years old. Wakeboarding or skiing? Wakeboarding, yeah. That was the first time I wakeboarded. Um, Actually, my dad taught me in the ocean, which, save that story for another time. But, yeah, um, I grew up wakeboarding on a lake about an hour south of Cincinnati. this little lake called Lake Williamstown, and pretty much every weekend, you know, we have, my family has a house down there, as well as my extended family, so um, it was just a, a regular thing every weekend, pack up the car, go down, stay for, you know, maybe a weekend a little bit longer, and ride every day, and it was just something that I did for, I'd say, another seven years until Wake Nation Cincinnati opened, which was 2010, I believe. How how serious were you, like, taking wakeboarding when you were a kid? Not very seriously. You know, it was kind of like I had all my 180s and your grab, my basic grabs and stuff down. It was just for fun. Like, that's the only reason that we really did it. And then as Wake Nation opened, I started to progress my riding a lot more and, like, was learning more inverts and basic mobs here and there. But then what really kind of pushed me over was when nationals came to um came to cincinnati the nautique stop sure um was that 11 2011 or so uh i think the first one or 12 was 2012 or maybe even 13 could be yeah um and my dad was like hey like this contest is coming like do you want to do you want to do it? And it was kind of a no-brainer right in the backyard so well that was a cool contest too because i believe that that was the first year we actually incorporated boat and wake park into the same, right? So the second year, because I remember like the first year I just focused on boat and then the second year came 
which was the last year, unfortunately. But they did combine boat and then cable at Wake Nation. How did you How did you do that first year? Because I I don't remember if it was the first or second year that I started remembering who you yeah, were. Yeah. Um. So the first year, and I was think I was I think I was in like boys or junior boys, and I did. I think I just kind of got smoked. Like it was like my first big contest, and. Next year, came back, like, pretty hungry, like, ready to kind of prove myself and, like, on the boat side again. Like, I think I dropped the ball, didn't make finals, but I did. I think I won. I definitely won junior men in traditional and got, like, second in features or something. So it was, like, it was a good, you know, my good first start on the cable. Yeah, but at this point, even at this point... I, I do recall, I was calling you Gunther mm-hmm. at this time. I, I remember that too, yeah. But I remember, I, I, I don't know, I can't remember if it was like Adam Winsink from the area or or maybe it was uh, like Clayton Underwood or, or Matt Vermillion, some of those guys. Probably, but yeah. But like coming up and being like, watch this guy, watch this guy, watch this guy. I don't remember announcing your award, Gunther Oka, <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, from that moment on, I mean, you were, it must have been 2013, I guess at this point or so, yeah, that you and, were on the radar. Mm-hmm, I believe so. Like I had done, like, I think I did Worlds in Wisconsin when I was like, like way young, but when I first, when I first clearly remember like going out and learning new tricks for this contest and like wanting to just like see how I stacked up against the rest of the field. That was my, that was probably my first debut. Um, and yeah, it's cool. So, um, like who, who were some of the pro guys that were around when you were, or or just in general, like some of the guys around that you were kind of looking up to in like the Midwest or Cincinnati area? Yeah. Um, Clayton Underwood was one of the first couple guys that I saw, like, riding at Wake Nation. Um, Graham Burris, he probably had a, you know, massive influence on me. He was one of the first dudes I just can remember, like, just sending doubles off the the kicker we have there. And then the Pastura boys, too, were always showing their heads there, coming out for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, just absolutely destroying the park on their wake skate and then packing it up. So we always had, like, a really good crowd of, of riders there. Did you always know that you wanted to take wakeboarding serious? Not really. I just, like, it It was kind of just a crazy evolution of me, like, having a lot of fun and pushing myself and, like, all my friends and then... I just had a really like I had a good year in junior men um, for 2014. I think I podiumed at like every at every stop and then won worlds. And then that next like during that like fall season, it was kind of like okay if I really want to like try to do something and like move to junior pro men, I need to go to Florida for the winter because I know that every Aussie is doing the same thing and they're everybody's gonna be training year round, so I can't just be coming in. To the first bow contest of the year with three sets under my belt, like as I did the beginning of sure. that year. So the the level definitely kind of changed at that point. But you but you come into the game now. The Aussie guys, these guys have uh, these guys have a very very technical style. Uh, you have a technical style, but before you got super duper tech, it was your style that yeah. really outshined a lot of people. I guess so. I always kind of like had a different approach on like some of the tricks that I would do or just the way I did it and like it was never anything that I really thought twice about either because I just I never knew like for a while you know it was like oh Z-Ching wasn't a big wasn't a big thing and I don't know just the way we did things was just for fun like we all were like a lot of the crew at Wake Nation we were all kind of on the same boat and like just doing whatever was we thought was cool. So. Yeah well I mean you know what you could 
arguably some like what would be considered as a zeech, you know, maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago is trending now, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like some abs- of the, absolutely. It's 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 changed a lot, very like rapidly. It seems like, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's kind of what formed me to what I am now. Well, that and I know snow plays a big part in your life, and 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 I know like myself growing up. It was like six or five, six, seven months, as much time. We squeezed as much time on the water as we could. Um, Then there was a month or two before the snow came, and then it was as much on the snow as possible waiting for the lake to to thaw out. But for me, um, I grew up at this time where I just wanted to snowboard. I didn't want to snow ski. My dad wanted me to ski. My dad never wanted me to wakeboard either. Oh, so, really? So, I mean, uh, so in, in on the snow, it kind of transitioned to the same thing. My dad just was like, no, no snowboarding, no snowboarding. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but finally, it was like, dude, you're not letting me do anything because yeah. I'm not going to ski. So um, years after I started snowboarding, I skied a few times, and I really liked it. But you – Excel at both. Yeah, that and you do both, right? Yeah, that that is kind of my thing. Like, so growing up, like I started skiing the summer, like the winter after I learned to wakeboard. So I was, I think I was four at that time. I was super young, and at that time, my dad was a ski instructor. Like he would go out west in the winter, um, or like you know, like kind of back in you know his glory days, we would go out to the, out west in the winter, be a ski instructor out there, come back home, and then like. When he got married and had me, he was the ski instructor at my local ski resort. So that was a no-brainer as well. Put me on skis, taught me everything he knew. And actually, snowboarding wasn't allowed at a resort until like three or four years after. So I skied my entire life not really knowing a difference or thinking like, oh, maybe I should snowboard because I wakeboard. It was just skiing was so like first nature to me. Um and yeah, I was like, I was like a downhill racer for a while. And then I thought that was kind of kooky. So I like started going to the park. And then from there, like the past, like the last like three years of my time on the snow was spent just hitting jumps, hitting rails, like getting, getting better with my What about friends. like the balance between snowboarding and, uh, and skiing? Because I, I was, um, I was, um, doing a little research for the podcast today. Mm-hmm or you can consider it creeping your yeah, Facebook sure. page. Absolutely. <laughs> and you. Uh, you had some really cool stuff both on skis and on a snowboard which were uh which you filmed recently. Yeah, definitely. Like over this past winter or like right in, month ago in December, um yeah, I snowboard quite a bit and like probably once again like 3 or 4 years ago everybody was like, "Oh, you should snowboard because you wakeboard." And I was like, "Oh, that's a really good point." And sure enough, like I was able to pick it up super quickly and then now nah, I just kind of juggle them back and forth, kind of similar to the way. How I do you like. how do you decide? Is it like if it's slushy ski? If it's um, it all kind of depends. Like you know, every day when I go to the hill, I have both sets in my car, like ready to go. So it kind of depends on the crew that I have out there that day. You know, it's like if it's all my friends who are skiing and we're like having a good time, then I'll probably end up skiing the rest of the day. But if there's like the boys who are who are snowboarding and like gonna try to learn some new tricks then i'll strap up with them are you are like when you come into town and it's time to go to the mountain or the hill whatever it is is everybody like like on you like wants to ride with you so bad nowadays i wouldn't go that far but it's definitely like the anticipation's kind of there because it's like like it's all the kids who like were my my best friends that i grew up with and then it was kind of like all right i'll see ya maybe once or twice this winter so like you know because i'd moved to orlando and so when i come back it's just 
fun to get back with like the original crew who like I started with kind of like pushing myself and do you, if, let's just say you put the time and the effort like you do in wakeboarding into skiing or into like snowboarding I mean do you think you could the end result would be anything near what you have in wakeboarding right now I really think so like for a while it was kind of like you know, I was learning, like, I was getting, like, pretty good and, like, you know, had all my corks down and my switch stuff and, like, was really excelling, like, considering I was in the Midwest. But then that, like, the one season I had on a wakeboard was just, like, was really good. And I was like, okay, well, this seems to be the route that's, like, kind of picked me first, you know? So that was what I went with. I mean, but. I, I know that it's not necessarily about money, it's not really about money, especially no, at this point not. in your life. Yeah, no, but for sure. Don't you think the? Do you think the ski, the like the snow route, like what I earn a bigger check? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I would have financially been better off picking skiing or snowboarding, but I don't know. There's something about wakeboarding that's like, yeah, maybe we won't get paid as much, but. Sitting in the warm weather all the time sounds a bit better than being bundled up. Like, yeah, I was going to say, how, how about the fact that we're sitting here mid-January? January 16th, and we're just hanging out, t-shirts, shorts. Yeah. It's like 75, 80 degrees out. Dude, I'm sweating. Don't mind if I take my shirt off. <laughs> no, literally, I flew in. It was freezing rain this morning in Chicago. I don't know that I was, I, I don't know how I got out of uh, the airport, but mm. I was probably one of the last flights to, to actually get off the ground this oh, morning, man. so... Um, yeah, I got, I got really lucky, but yeah, I mean, you really can't beat this no, Orlando, man. Absolutely, Love it. Absolutely not. But, hey, you, um, sorry to yeah. cut you off there, but you know that, um, uh, if you would go like do both skiing and, uh, wakeboarding or snow, snow and wake, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be the, um, first multi-sport athlete in wakeboarding. I would not be. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Shane competed, um, in rollerblading. And wakeboarding when he was a little kid. No way. Yeah. That's, hey, you know, that's pretty equivalent. You know, that's what a lot of people think that skiing is like today. It, it's not, by the way, but, you know. I don't think so at all, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's all fun, man. You know, you can't really go wrong as long as you're having a good time, like, on the snow with good people. Like, what about, so let's stick on the snow for a few okay, minutes. The yeah. quali- like, I knew where I grew up and what I got to shred on it was, um, like, a glorified kind of garbage dump, sort of. Like, basically, it was a dump. Mm-hmm. And then they covered it up and with, waited with like twenty years, and then they started covering it with snow. Or so, I, to, yeah. to my knowledge, I don't really know. It was, but everybody makes fun of like where I grew up. But I love shredding my small mountain. You know, oh, um, two minutes up, thirty seconds down. Two minutes up, thirty seconds down, and people are like, "Oh, you go out west one time, you'll never want to go back." Well, no, I went out west once, and I love to shred the Midwest. Yeah, absolutely. Like I kind of a similar situation. Like so, our our hill is. A whole 400 vertical feet drop, or you know, 400 foot vertical foot drop from top to bottom, and where our like park is, it's a three, just like you said, three minute lift ride up, about 45 seconds down, and we'll just do that all day. But I went out west um, the very beginning of December to visit my cousin, and it was fun. You know, like we got a lot of good snow and like some powder, but at the end of it, I was like. I'm ready to go back home to the man-made stuff. Just like take hot laps with with everybody. Um, so yeah, it's it's different, but it's all what you're used to, I guess. All right, and and what about? Because I know where I grew up, there was a couple of guys who went on and like moved on to be like decent, decent oh, yeah. like snowboarders um, out outside of our area. You know, they went out mm-hmm. to Colorado or went out east. And I know, I know, like a lot of the guys who who 
um, like shred on the East Coast because it's so icy there. If they go out west, they end up being like really good. And then, oh yeah. And but do you guys have anybody like that from your mountain? Who absolutely, yeah. We have um, this this guy uh, Nick Epper. He pretty much just he grew up, you know, same thing as me, perfect north, and then went out west. And now he's let's see, he got bronze at the Olympics in Sochi and three time. X Games slope style medalist, like won it back to back three years in a row. Like no one's done that before. And then, yeah, we've got we've had a couple people come out of there who've made a name for themselves and done really well. So, hey folks, we're gonna take a quick break right here to talk about my level of excitement to be working with Sea Deck Marine Products for another year in a row. Some amazing stuff going on over at Sea Deck, including a ton of new colors and styles. Spruce up your boat dock, stand-up paddleboard, or anything that you can think of this year with some custom non-skid SeaDeck. All right, real fast, let's try something. In your mind, think of a design. Now put it on paper or on an email. You know what? SeaDeck can make it happen for you. That's right, guys. With limitless options and certified SeaDeck installers worldwide, trust me when I say SeaDeck will enhance your time on the water. Soft, durable, stylish, and made in the USA, SeaDeck is your number one choice when it comes to marine non-skid. You can find out more online at SeaDeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Now let's get back to it with Gunther Oka right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Let's uh, let's 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 move on. Let's talk. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about contests. Okay. Um, you you do them all. I mean, yeah. you're you're doing the boat events. Uh, you're doing all of the cable events, Wake Park World Series, and then some of the one-off events. And, and I want to talk about some of those one-off events. You had some luck uh, in 2016 taking a win at Feast. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Feast? How big of a deal is it? And what did it mean to you to win that? Um, well, Feast has always kind of been like, well, they call it you know, the European X Games. of it's in, it's in France, so it's one of the biggest venues that i've been to with the like some of the most spectators like i couldn't give you a number but just when we were riding you look left you look right and the banks are just packed with people who've never met you before never heard your name but are there to cheer you on and just get your stoke level up and that was something that like i haven't really felt in america and it was something that's really cool and kind of like you know it's good to see that in other parts of the world where people are stoked on wakeboarding and and want to do that. So is it? It's more of like a festival. Thing? Yeah, it's definitely a festival. There's like a lot. There's like they have BMX, mountain bike, wakeboard, rollerblade, scooter, and skateboarding. I think gotta so, have the scooter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge over there. But um, they might as well bring yo-yo into the mix, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll I'll be sure to put in the good word. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it's just a it's a really big like action sports event, and you know it's it's very highly respected. So for me to go over there for the first pro contest of the year and take the like take my first pro w was it was insane i don't i can't even put words on it okay like, what what what's the setup like is it is it above ground is it in a lake is it in a river what um is it? it's kind is of it a in, pool it's like it's a river that runs through this small city called montpellier and um there's these really big like concrete banks that kind of like that it's down in and there's like restaurants and stuff along one side and then like buildings where everybody just lines up and then you kind of go down the river a bit further then that's where like they have like the skate park set up and like the mountain bike course so it's all kind of like 
a lengthy venue, but it's it's in like a river, so there can be people all up on the hills or even like on the bridges going across, and everybody's just watching. Spectator wise, well, okay, well, did you have the opportunity to watch any of the other events while yeah, you're at Feast? For sure. So, so, like, how does the wakeboarding spectator wise compare to like some of the other events? I mean, just just as well for the most part. I mean, the skateboarding and like the BMX was packed. Like you to get through was insane, but. Um, and also, you know, the, the course that they're on is a lot smaller. So there's a lot more people kind of condensed into one. Whereas on the wakeboard course, it's so much longer. So there's like probably just as many people, but kind of dispersed out of it. Right. Sure. So, and, and I, I noticed on uh, social media that plastic playground has already put up their, um, invite list. And also they, it looks like they're putting up some big prize money. They are, uh, Liquid Leisure is pretty much um, Stuart, actually, you know, the the guy who owns the place. Is this Stuart Marston? This is, correct, yeah. Right. Um, and he's pretty much been leading the charge now for the past, like, year and a half. Is as Stuart far as announcing, too? I don't think so. He's organizer and host, but I don't think he was announcing. Yeah, put, but put, um, put your boy's name in. Okay, man. <laughs> absolutely, man. We can we can make that happen. But, um, yeah, you know, he's putting up, I think, 50000 total in prize money at each cable contest and there's going to be like a whole like world tour of them i think it's going to be four like germany obviously liquid leisure in, U- in uk australia and then america and i think two hundred thousand total prize money and yeah it's just going to be an insane event that's gonna hopefully change wakeboarding for the better so well, i i love the idea of it okay i love i love what wwa is doing um mm-hmm. the w uh, the wake park world series Absolutely. on the pro side was was a lot of fun it was really really cool um plus you know incorporating all the um the amateurs in at wake park worlds and of course wake park nationals it sounds like some of these events like um like plastic playground and fees and and um jamboree are more focused on like the top tier of of riders kind of um but but in general i mean i think it's it's a it's a great platform right absolutely you know the wwa does such an amazing job making sure that every division is covered and that any kid with any skill level can come out and compete in that field and that just opens the door to so many young kids who want to go and try to be a pro wakeboarder like that's absolutely phenomenal what they're doing we got to groom the future right exactly yeah but at the same time, I think that it's very important that wakeboarding also has, or especially cable wakeboarding, has their own platform to perform where it's just the professionals because it is it is a bit easier to kind of get them lost in the mix when you have, you know, 10 other divisions going on at Wake Park Worlds. But when you show up to Feast or Plastic Playground or even Wake the Line, you're only going to be watching the best of the best. And I think that's what's hopefully going to start drawing more people in to watch it. Well, hopefully I'd like to see some, I'd like to see on like, let's say the 18 and under, <coughs> I'd like to see, you know, maybe in the, even that 14 and under division, mm-hmm. I'd like to see some higher level events for some of these younger kids. But at the same time, you know, watching Wake Park Worlds, you know, going out and watching, you know, somebody like, um, like a Brett Powell, what do you do? Like the toe back nine? Toe back nine, yeah. Toe back nine. I mean, his toe back nine versus like your toe back nine. I mean, dude, so impressive. And when he's your age, it's, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, yeah, hot on our tail for you, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? And, and re- realistically, your toe back nine, the way you grab it, the way you poke it, the way you stall it out, whatever, versus his toe back nine, 
He's a nine-year-old kid. He's going to get a uh, bigger yeah, pop, and you, you, more people are going to be like... For sure. But, you got to give the credit where the credit's due. Absolutely. But obviously, you know, if you put that kid against you, and yeah, the crowd's probably going to vote for that kid to win. If, if you yeah. put, throw your toe back nine and his toe back nine yeah. against each other, his was awesome, but yours is, you know, obviously bigger, more stylish, more powerful... And you know maybe maybe land a little bit smoother or yeah, something like whichever. that. But in front of a, a crowd who maybe is just judging on mm-hmm. you know sheer size, considering he's like half the size. <laughs> yeah, of <me>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be kind of interesting. I saw, also saw you know going back to the plastic playground. It looked like they've opened that event up to some of the top younger riders. Yeah, as definitely. Well. They do a really good job of like. Making sure you know that they ha- people have the opportunity to qualify for it, and they have those rounds prior to the contest, and that's like you know it's great because it's like say you think you have what it takes to compete right up there with like the the rest of the best, then that's your opportunity to like really put it all out there, and like you know say you make it, then that's that's great because that's the best. That's another excellent way to kind of show your face and like show what you got. All right, man. So um, we we were talking about. All of the all of the great stuff uh, you you accomplished in 2016, all of your events and whatnot, and something that we haven't touched on quite yet, which I think is really just as important, is um, the video side of things, dude. Yeah, for sure. And you didn't win any awards. No, not this year. But, but at the same time, you didn't release it until the day of the awards. Very true. So yeah. Uh, so um, it was day ten. Was your Alliance film that came or uh, uh, video that came out was like eight minutes long or so? Seven it was minutes? Five, five, five six, yeah, seven minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, I've watched it like twice. I watched it when it first that came counts, out. That counts. Yeah, it totals well, up to that time. Watched it <laughs> again last night. Um, but you you worked with um, Taylor Hanley, correct? On that event, and yep. I, you know, I don't know. Taylor's kind of making his name for himself. Uh, you know, rising to the ranks as a videographer right now. But could you like kind of talk about? Uh, the process of of making that movie yeah so um back in early let's see june it was um alliance came to me and they said they wanted to do like a full like kind of six pager eight, eight page article in alliance interview with all the pictures to go along with it and i was floored i was so stoked on that so i also wanted to like you know i hadn't really put out a video of some of the recent tricks that I learned and some of the new stuff that I've been doing. So I figured that, you know, it'd be a great way to kind of just put it out there as long as, you know, along with the vid- or along with the article. Um, and then Taylor and I just started filming the one day and one thing led to another and we were just getting shot after shot and like kind of compiling up something that was going to be a bit bigger than just a little quick video for the article and that's kind of when we decided it's like okay well we could try to do video of the year or something along those lines and that's when we just started saving clips and trying to film more and more but we only actually ended up filming a total of 10 days hence the name day 10 so all those clips you see were compiled over you know multiple months but 10 total days of filming so so was it strategic that you decided to drop the movie the day after wake awards um, yeah, like, we wanted to, so, like, originally our goal was to put it out before that and do it for video of the year, but then there was, like, not really conflict, but we were just like, man, I think it might be better to put it out 
if it's an alliance produced thing, let's put it out at beers and premieres. There's a great crowd there as well, and you know we'll just kind of see what happens. So that was, like the decision that we made, I don't really like regret it. You know, like if say we were to release it beforehand and have it for video of the year, like I still think BPs would have would have won. You know, he absolutely killed it. But I really like the way that it was presented at, at how, beers and premieres. And how was it received from like your peers? pretty awesome i think i hope i don't know <laughs> and the app- but, you know it seemed that like you know after the video went off like people were kind of coming up to me and like man like that was a good video and it got you know well received on alliance too which is kind of hard to come by these days Did you garner but, any more interest from the uh any any new sponsors or anything like that um i think i definitely grabbed some people's attention with the video and you know that's never a bad thing so yeah, it's it's actually always yeah. a good thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so do you plan to put one more out before uh, Wake Awards 2017, or are you going to try to roll with that all the way through and take video of the year with that one? Um, Well, I think I'm going to hold off for now when it comes to like, uh, bigger video parts. Taylor Hanley, Felix Georgie, Dylan Miller, Blake Bishop, Nick Dorsey, and myself are going to be producing a full-length wakeboard movie here, hopefully for 2018. So I'm going to try to save most of my stuff for, you know, have a heater in, in that part. But God, it's so, it's so, got to be so hard to save your uh, tricks nowadays. Yeah, it really is. Because it's like, you learn a bunch and then it's like, okay, sweet, like we'll get these on film. But it's like, can't release them to Instagram and, you know, try to just keep them as yeah well then but then it's then all of a sudden some other kid comes out and does the same thing maybe not as clean you know what I yeah mean? yeah for at sure at the same time somebody else will you know comes out and definitely and you know x games is also something that i've had on my radar whether or not you know for the real wake whether or not that comes along you know it's We'll see, but that's also something I'd be stacking clips for too. Sure. So, so okay, I, I know, I know, you've got a, a great work ethic. And did the, uh, the the video of you doing that was that the switch mute double back mob? That is correct. Uh, yeah. At Henshaw's joint. Yeah. And where it was like literally just hours of you just getting worked, right? Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, but it, the end result came out positive. You landed the trick a couple of times. You got it the way you wanted it. Um, a trick that has only been done once, to my knowledge, Cody Hess in that triple uh, that triple back roll that he did. Well, got to give credit where credit's due. Mr. Parks Bonifay, originator of that trick, off the double up uh, a while ago. The triple. Oh, no, triple? Oh, we're talking about triples here. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking double back yeah, yeah, Cody yeah, Hess, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Only one to do the triple. Yeah, my apologies. But is that trick on your radar at all? The triple? Yeah. Uh, not, I would say no. Mainly because doubles on trampolines are enough to kind of get, you know, get the blood going, kind of freak me out a bit. So, but I think something that I'd really like to work on is just continuing with, like, different double variations because I know that there's so many that haven't been done on a wakeboard yet and, like, so many cool things that we can concoct up, so that's kind of where I'd rather put my focus to. Very cool, man. Yeah. Um, getting back to day 10, your film with Alliance, mm-hmm. in the end credits, um, we're just blown away by the names of the guys who kind of were there helping you out and stuff. And, and dude, i got to hand it to you, as young as you are kind of breaking into the sport, you have quickly become one of the most respected guys. You know, I, I know you're respected when, like, you go somewhere and you see, okay, like, Wake Park Worlds, 
um, you know, you're like your magnetic tour, like guy like Tom Fouché, he wants to hang out with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like everyone wants to hang out with Tom, but yeah, Tom I'm, wants to hang out okay, with you. you know? we got but like, look at it. Uh, you know, veteran, veterans, guys like Brenton Priestley, uh, Parks Bonifay, uh, Kevin Henshaw, even Tom Fouché. Um, I mean, it, it seems like these guys have so much respect for you already. And you think about the names of guys before you who have worked, maybe worked hard on the water or something like that. I don't really know. But, you know, aren't necessarily getting that invite over to Henny's joint. Yeah, uh, for Parks sure. isn't just showing up and flying the helicopter <laughs> for them. So, like, how how are you able to establish yourself so early, so quickly with these guys? You know, I now that I think about it, I'm really not too sure, but... One thing that I've always just, like, kind of tried to do is, you know, it's like, I feel like you don't really want to go somewhere. Like, you know, I've had a lot of different experiences where I've gone, and there's just been, like, you know, all the pro wakeboarders you can imagine. And these are the people who I <clears throat> grew up having posters of on my basement wall, you know? So it's like, got to play it cool, and you can't, you know, be, you can't just come right out of the bat, like, swinging with questions about like oh so how was this movie filming and how was this you know what I mean so you kind of have to like I don't know I guess I just try to like play cool and then you know prove yourself in different ways as like far as your writing goes or just like you know your actions like around other people like I would go out to Henny's and before I would take a set go paint whatever you needed me to paint or clean up or just you know try to you know you got to earn your earn your way no matter what you're doing so put the work in right yeah absolutely and that's just kind of what i've tried to do and i think i hope you know that people recognize that and they see that and like i think that's kind of where hopefully you know some of that respect comes in i think they do and uh you know in the in the book of mano that's my book that i haven't (laughs) written um i would i would have to guess that that every single boat company probably has you on their radar um i don't don't know you know i I would hope so. Well, you know, well, I can't say for sure. Like, that's definitely something that I'd be hoping for. And it's just kind of, you know, kind of different topic. But, you know, boat companies, it seems that, like, you know, I don't see myself as the next Harley or the next Stouty or Corey. You know, those guys all came out of juniors with such a fire and, like, such a, like, these are, they're going to be the next best thing. You know, they're going to be the next best boat rider. And I think boat companies are, like, pretty attracted to that, so. Yeah, but you just won junior pro on the boat. I and did, it wasn't, it I did. <laughs> no, definitely not. But I think that, um, well, especially now as wakeboarding is kind of going through changes, it seems that, like, they'll wait until you're in the pro ranks and have proven yourself in the highest division before kind of coming to you and doing that stuff. And especially since I'm focused pretty heavily on cable, too, and that seems where, like, a bit more of my successes came from that that's kind of where I've like been keeping my pace. But. Let me ask you, um, I, I, I watched uh, Shane Bonifay's video again, um, a couple days ago and in this kind of, and knowing that I was going to interview you, it kind of was something that was coming to my mind, just watching Shane and all those unique lines that he's been kind of putting down and, um, on the rails for so many years. Um, dude, at this point now, you've ridden so many cable parks around the U.S., and you've even had the opportunity to, to travel around the world. So I'm not necessarily asking you, like, what's the most unique place you've ever been to, but, mm-hmm. like, like as far as, like, putting together, like, awesome lines and just, just so, having so much fun and, and like, park-wise and just the perfect spot to ride and you just don't get over it you know what would you what would you say is like maybe like the sickest spot doesn't necessarily have to be a cable park or anything yeah i mean 
So sickest places to ride. Well, I'm pretty biased, but I have to give it to Henny. Like, Area 52 is hands down the best wake park that's ever been created. You know, it's everything is perfect down to the inch, and the way he has his rail set up and the cable set up is just, it's insane. And also, it's a place where you're never going to get burnt out because there's always something new and harder and really, really scary to do that's going to keep you going. And so. if and if there's not, all you have to do is get a vision in your head. Exactly. Tell yeah. him, Sean, he'll build yeah. it for you, right? It, I mean, you know, something like that or, you know, just try it switch and that'll, that'll you know, make it just as scary. So, But cool. then I'd say on top of that, you know, it's like you got the guys at Valdosta who are pushing the sport in some crazy and new weird ways that we've never seen before and th- seeing things like those and like that and the ideas that they have is also very cool because it's like you know you see one thing and it's like oh well if that's possible then this is possible you know so it's right up your alley man yeah you've been been working on it all right um what about like one story from the road you know something you know you you, we kind of mentioned before you know like getting to like spend the time with like parks and henny and these guys who you had posters of in your room but now you're you're traveling around the world with these guys you know a memory that i'm gonna have forever is after wake park worlds in manila yourself myself jake Pilat, and uh tom fouché my buddy hero mm-hmm. uh from yeah, the philippines yeah, yeah, for sure uh, going going and just kind of hanging out and checking out uh you know some of the malls and then kind of some of the nightlife out there in manila was was pretty neat that, um, was, that, was, that was a that was a good that was a good night that was fun but was fun. do you have any stories because even when you were in cincinnati at the cable park i mean that pros had to come through and you had to see some funny stuff and now with the traveling stuff do you have any like like a standout story maybe kind of comedic or something like that um, Some, something happened maybe you didn't expect well to come you know, from a ride or something maybe I, I wouldn't say it's too it was funny at the time it was funny to me but uh my first like trip across america with liquid force like i was still like regional team under the rep out there and it was like my first time like kind of being on the road like and watson was there as well so he, he was like i've met watson before but never like really spent the time with him and there was definitely a bit of hazing going on, you know, like got to get, you know, the rookie stuff out of the way. But um, I was like DDing them in this big delivery van that we were like traveling around and I was like parking it in this like kind of like tight spot. So you're maybe 16. I th- I didn't actually have my license. I had my permit at this point <laughs> and I go to like park it in. And I just hear this huge thud, and I just hit the brakes, like, oh, I just backed into somebody's car. And then everybody's like, oh, you're fine, you're fine, like, keep going, like, it wasn't anything. So I'm like, okay, like, whatever, keep backing up, hear another thud. And, like, I look back just in time to see Watson's hand, like, coming off the wall as he had just been banging on it the whole time, making me think that I just wrecked somebody's car, so... I think, you know, definitely had a few of those kind of yeah. just haze moments here and there. That's right. Well, that, that's how you know you're in. For sure, right? yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you got to be able to kind of deal it back in other ways. So there was some, some sure. small stuff along the way. Hey, better better than getting a brown bag of turds on your front door <laughs> stoop or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't think we'd ever gone that far, but, you know, <laughs> definitely little stuff. It's funny. Um, moving into to 2017, uh, do you have a, any kind of major goals or anything like that well i definitely would like to follow up the season i had this year you know just as strong like been riding quite a bit and you know plan on making more of the overseas stops as well like hopefully you know continue to do wake park world series 
would love the invite to wake the line or qualify for that. And then we have plastic playground fees and the boat contest too. So definitely something I think I need to focus more on this year is um, improving my boat riding to like a very professional level. Not that it's not there, but there's definitely, you know, the guys who know, like are just on it. And I kind of want to try to get to that level. Cause it's, it's cool being that like that, you know, being able to do any trick on command like yeah. you want. Well, so. Kind of like a raft Rome, right? Get yeah, I guess, bit. I guess so. But you know, in a different way, because sure. we're all different. So I wouldn't wouldn't want to try to be the next Raph or the next Harley or Bob. You want to be the next Gunther, Gunther you know. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that's kind of my goal for 2017 is just continue hey, to. Don't don't underestimate your boat riding, man. Because <clears throat> you, the Pete Rose maneuver is a trick that I've been watching for a long time. Ah, yeah. Uh, Byerly invented excellent it. maneuver. Yeah, you know, sure. my friend Eric Ruck has been doing them since uh, you know 97, mm-hmm. 98, whatever. Right after Byerly. Um it's always been one of my favorite tricks, and um, once again, I, I I don't know if someone, I guess maybe if somebody asked me, this podcast is going to come come across like you're my favorite wakeboarder now, but <laughs> oh, get out of here. You, you do have my favorite Pete Rose in the game right now. Well, thank you, man. But I can't remember if it's your switch or regular, because you pretty much do that every time you compete. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a bad, I like to link those ones up, it's, it's pretty fun, but I got the switch melon beat, and I got the regular nose beat, so. And, I, and you have a Pete 5, too, don't you? I have the occasional Pete 5. Well, it's not unlock, it's, it appears. Is it regular or switch? That one's regular. So maybe you can go regular Pete 5 into the switch Pete next year. You know what? That's that's something I've kind of had on the on the radar as well, so maybe maybe we'll see that in a video part here uh, sometime soon. Very cool. <laughs> uh, man, Gunther, I, I, I hope I got everything man uh, we covered quite a bit we, we we got a lot of talking done so yeah you feeling good about it i think so yeah well cool bro i appreciate you for doing this man so why don't before we uh finish this thing off why don't you uh uh give a little love to your sponsors and then uh give yourself a little bit of love cool, by yeah. telling everybody your social media absolutely well you know first got to give thanks to uh my parents jane and tom for giving me the extra little push to follow my dreams and do you know what I wanted to do they never said no and they they helped me along the way every bit of it <clears throat> and then of course you know look at Forrest and O'Neill for giving me just as much support and love and then the little smaller companies Midwest Shades from back home Heshback Headwear from uh the dudes in Canada and then Conex Cable Parks as well those guys are the next up and comers for 2.0s so very cool and and myself yeah. you can find me at Gunther underscore Oka on I don't really use Twitter. Instagram and Facebook's kinda of the kind of my jam. So Yeah. Find you, find me there. You on Snapchat? Nah. Nah. Yeah. So it's nah. Gunther, not Gunther. Yeah. G U E N. Gotta gotta remember that. Yeah, E-N-A. spell it out for them. G U E N T H E R. You got a space and then Oka. O K A. So Boom. There it is. Yes, Gunther Oka. Thanks a ton, man. Absolutely, Dana. Thank you. Woo! See you next time. Woodrose is a sunglass company based in Central Florida that manufactures frames from wood and other sustainable materials. With an infrastructure built on a passion for action sports, life on the water, and the love for the great outdoors, there's no doubt Woodrose handcrafted wooden and sustainable eyewear will fit your lifestyle. Use my promo code MANO30 and you'll get an additional 30% off your entire order. Once again, that's promo code MANO, M-A-N-O-3-0 at woodrose.com for 30% Set off everything. That's W O O D R O Z E dot com.
Boulder Boats is your Southwest connection to Malibu and Axis Boats and offers the largest selection of pre-owned towboats in the world. With two locations serving the Las Vegas, Nevada and Phoenix, Arizona areas, Boulder Boats will blow your mind with their large inventory of new and used boats. Aside from offering everything you need to get on the water this year, Boulder Boats takes top honors in customer service. From start to finish, the crew at Boulder Boats will make you feel like family. Boulder Boats accepts trades and offers shipping worldwide. Boulder Boats is always looking for gently used boats, so don't gamble with your time on the water this year. Check out boulderboats.com for the sure win. That's boulderboats.com. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the north. Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. All right, is this guy cool or what? Don't you just want to go out and shred with Gunther Oka right now? I know I do, and you know what? I plan to do so as soon as I get back to Orlando. Maybe I'll just meet him over at the Orlando Water Sports Complex and take a couple of laps and get a couple of clips and maybe a few tips. Who knows? Well, I want to say thank you one more time to Gunther Oka for joining me on this episode. And, man, I cannot wait to see what you're going to do in the summer of 2017. And I hope you guys are going to be watching as well because I'm guessing big things, baby. That's right. Dig it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, folks. Event-wise, nothing to report quite yet, but most likely we'll start to leak my schedule on the next episode of the podcast. But with that being said, if you're interested in having me announce, commentate, do voiceover work, or appear at your next event, maybe you just want to advertise on the Golden Mike podcast or ask me any question in general, email me, goldenmike, at noiseofthenorth.com. You can also message me through the Golden Mike Facebook page. I am on iTunes, so make sure you guys find me and subscribe. Please rate and review the podcast. Also, if you guys uh, listen through SoundCloud, I'm currently uploading the Golden Mike podcast archives. So be sure to check us out there as well on social media at the Dano T Mano and at the Golden underscore Mike on Twitter. That's two accounts. That's right. On Instagram at Dano T Mano. And be sure to like and share the Golden Mike Podcast Facebook page. One more thank you to Gunther Oka. And now a few shout outs to the sponsors and folks behind the scenes. Thanks again to SeaDeck Marine Products, Performance Ski and Surf. Woodrow Sustainable Optics, Boulder Boats, GoPuck, Malibu Boats, C4 Belts, Rockstar Energy, LeadWake.com, CWB Board Company, Jenna Hamill on the web, and Rich Walsh on the audio. Folks, that's going to do it for today's show, and I appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. I'm the Noise of the North. I'm Daniel the Mano, and you can hear me next time once again on the Golden Light Podcast.